If you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggle to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. My guest today is Dan Gomer. Dan is a teacher turned entrepreneur. After leaving middle school science classroom, Dan turned his sights to real estate as an investor, broker, and team leader. After a decade in the real estate game, Dan has come full circle as he looks to leverage his life experiences and once again teach and inspire others through writing and speaking. His purpose in life is driven by a passion to help others discover their most successful self so they can create the life of their dreams and make the world a better place in their own unique way. Dan lives in Highlands Ranch, Colorado with his wife and two kids. Hey, Dan, thanks for joining me today. I sure appreciate you taking the time to share with my audience, and I just look forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward Abs to it. Absolutely. Well, Dan, why don't you just give us a little bit about your journey from uh, school teacher to where you're headed now? Well, it was a super easy path. I was a teacher, <laughs> and now I'm where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's a, it's a long transition, right? Uh, it's been 10 years since I, since I made the shift from a middle school science teacher and, and a basketball coach and all that, uh, a couple kids in between there. And, um, you know, the, uh, when I, when I left teaching, you know, it's funny, I, I got into teaching. That was like my life's work, right? Like, Oh, I'm going to be a teacher. This is going to be amazing. Right. And then I get into it and, and I really enjoyed teaching, but I, I just didn't enjoy the job at all. I was inside all day. Um, you know, I lots of rules and scheduling and, you know, all these things. And so I just wanted to get out and go be my own boss and actually be able to make money. That was, <laughs> that's always a, a plus. And uh, so I decided, you know, I was going to get out of teaching and get into real estate. And so I got into real estate investing where I could be my own boss, you know, flip some houses, make some money. And, uh, you know, everything's going to be hunky dory. And, uh, you know, I got into the, the flipping world and, and realized that's a really tough way to make money. And so I transitioned into a traditional realtor role, uh, for lack of a better word. And, you know, did that for quite a while and, and was able to build up a successful business in real estate as well. And I uh, eventually got to the point where, you know, that just wasn't fulfilling me anymore, you know, working for work or working to make money or whatever wasn't, wasn't really doing it for me anymore. And so now I'm transitioning. Uh, I've, I've built a team now, so I get to mentor, I get to teach in the way that I, I love to teach the way that I always wanted to teach um, with my team. And uh, so I've been able to build that and I wrote a book and now I'm going out and, and speaking and just trying to make the world a better place and teach again, just, kind of on my own terms. So that's, that's where I'm at now. So now I'm making that transition out of real estate into speaking and writing. Nice. 
Well, it's great that you can find your calling and recognize your calling was teaching. And yet when teaching wasn't fulfilling, you, you haven't given it up. You've, you've found yeah. a, a way to, to use, use that gift. And so yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Well, and I think the interesting thing with it is life, there, there's pendulums all throughout life, right? Like pendulum always goes from one side to the other and then back. And then eventually it kind of finds the middle. Um, you know, my pendulum went from, okay, I was completely wrong. Teaching is not what I want to do. This is terrible. How can I be a one man wrecking crew, lone wolf, go make money, you know, and not have to deal with other people. Right. And, uh, and then, so the pendulum went straight to the other side and then I was like, okay, well, that's not what I want either. Like maybe there's something in the middle, you know, which is where I'd like to think I'm headed now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that lone wolf thing sounds like a great idea. I don't need a boss. I don't need anyone telling me what to do. Right. Um, but who's going to give me money if they don't get to tell me what to do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that can be a real challenge. So obviously in real estate, connection is is a big deal. And obviously in the business that you're moving into, it might even be a bigger deal. Can you share about the value of connection for you and your journey yeah. Um, so when I first got into real estate, one of the cool things about it is that there's a you know, bazillion different ways to make money or, or run your business. And so when I first got into it, um, well, after I got out of flipping and I was just doing full-time real estate stuff, um, you know, I was trying to figure out like, how am I going to approach this? Right. So I tried door knocking. I mean, I, I knocked uh, just under 30,000 doors <laughs> in my career. Wow. Um, you know, and I, I tried the cold calling thing for one day that didn't work for me. Um, you know, and I tried all of these different things to generate new leads. And the funny thing is none of them really were very successful. The thing that I found to be the most successful was when I just started building relationships with the people that I already know and just, you know, found a genuine interest in, in what they're doing in their lives and, uh, building those connections. That's it. And, as I did that, you know, they naturally wanted to know more about what I was doing and, and uh, ultimately led to a, a very successful business that really all stemmed from connections. I mean, I can build a business door knocking, I can build a business cold calling, um, but uh, those connections, not only, not only did it, was that the way that I built my business, but it made it so much more fun. I mean, I would have burned out of real estate a long time ago if I didn't start making those connections with people. Not to mention <clears throat> the benefit of that now in that I have this amazing sphere of people around me. And as I'm making this transition, I have all of these people that are in support of that and that are going to help me make that transition in, in whatever way that they can. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, those connections stay with us uh, for the rest of our lives. And so that's just so powerful if we want to become a better person, if we want to increase our business, you know, whatever human connection, there's just something about it. That's that, um, uh, I think without it, there's just, I don't know, for whatever reason, we just, we need that as, as humans in some way, shape or form. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, especially as entrepreneurs and, but I, I believe that we were created for connection and, and mm -hmm. we were made to ultimately help each other. And, and the people that figure that out live 
uh, much joy, you know, with much more joy, right? When mm-hmm. you when you're helping people and people are helping you, it's it's just got a really cool synergy. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about your confidence. Obviously, you made some transitions. You've you know you figured out stuff that well that ain't working or that ain't what I like. Right. But, uh, what what's been the the driver for your your confidence in in taking that leap? Well, I think that um, what one thing I've learned about confidence is that I always used to look at it as like you either have it or you don't, you know, um, like it's this thing to be obtained or, or something like that, you know. And so um, maybe there's some truth to that, you know, like I'm, I'm very confident in real estate now since I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, I've, I've done enough transactions and talked with enough people about the same kind of things over and over that it's kind of like, yeah, I got this. And I feel very confident in my answers and I don't have to second guess myself. Um, so a lot of people would say, oh, he's a confident person, but now I'm transitioning again. And guess what? I'm back to square one. You know, um, I don't know if what I'm doing is the the right move. I don't know. Every choice that I make is kind of like, I don't know, this is uncharted territory for me. And so I'm back to square one. The only difference is that, you know, it was so hard to build confidence in real estate because I didn't even know if I could build confidence because I I had always lacked confidence my whole life. And so the only difference is that I went out, I picked something and I got really good at it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I can get really good at something. I can become elite in something. Great. So that means I could theoretically become elite in in, in something else that I'm passionate about. So so I have a little bit more confidence just in in the fact that I know I can do it. But at the same time, uh, it's still super scary and, um, and, and challenging. And I wish I had more confidence and more answers than I do right now, you know? Well, I think you mentioned something really important in there that's something that you're passionate about. So how is your passion driving you or how are you allowing your passion to be your guide in your mm-hmm. path? Yeah. So, um, you know, I just don't, I've gotten to a point in my life where um, I know myself well enough to know that if I dedicate myself to something, I'm going to like go all in with it. And that means that there's sacrifices. And so um, I've just come to the decision in my life that I'm no longer willing to make the necessary sacrifices for something that I'm not extremely passionate about. Um, And it's been a a long time coming. It's been a long soul search. It's been a lot of digging and and frustration and, and conversations and, you know, all of these things to finally get to a point where it's like, I know what I want to do with my life. And um, I, I'm just like, talk about confidence. I'm hundred percent confident that this is what I, I want to do. Um, and what I was put here on this earth to do and what I was, you know, everything's come together for me to kind of go after this pursuit of teaching in the way that I want to do it. So um, I think that my passion comes or stems from, a knowing, a knowing of what it is that I want to do. But like I said, that knowing comes from a lot of work, 
work with coaches, work with um, counselors and therapists and self, you know, self uh, reflection and, and all these things that's, that oftentimes suck to do, <laughs> right? Um, all that stuff has now led me to a place where it's like, man, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do and I'm passionate about it. And it's that nothing's going to stop me kind of feeling, you know, that I, that I have with it. Nice. You mentioned sacrifices in there um, and, and sacrifices that you're not willing to make. What do you, what, yeah. what, what are you protecting now in your life? What are the most, what are those important things that you're not willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Um, you know, family time. Um, that's, that's number one. My kids are 10 and seven. I've got a few more years with them in the house. I recognize, I think back at how fast the last 10 years went and I'm like, okay, <laughs> so the next 10 are going to go even faster. So that's not that long. Um, I better enjoy it while I can. And, and being in real estate, I work weekends. I work evenings and weekends a lot. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where it's just, that's not acceptable anymore. Uh, it makes it hard for me to, to do the kids stuff and, and all those kinds of things. So that's, that's the number one thing is finding that balance with my family, finding that time with my family. Um, and man, that's, that's really about it. I guess the only other thing I'm not willing to sacrifice is money for time. Um, I, I just don't care that much about money anymore. You know, I wanted to make money to prove that I could be successful, you know? And, um, at this point I'm not willing to sacrifice my well-being, my health, my mindset, my emotions or any of that crap for money. <laughs> any, of that, any of that crap. <laughs> one, of, one of my other guests mentioned it. He said there's a point in your entrepreneurial journey where you get it. Yeah. And once you get it, there's no, you know, there's no going out and doing something else. Right. I mean, you can, you can change your direction like you're doing right from real estate to, to the speaking and teaching, but you're not going to go, to Walmart and get a job because the right. job thing just isn't even appealing anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I like the idea of the, you know, once you've experienced success in, in this way and you know, man, I, I just have to learn if I want to change, I just learn this new skill set and start something else. Right. But I don't, I don't have to go and ask somebody else to, to, to pay me hourly to, to do their job. <laughs> right. Right. That's a that's a pretty cool place to get right. Once you realize, I've done this once, I can do it again and again, and right. even if it's learning a whole new skill set. Well, and, and and we were talking about this at the beginning, you know, before we started recording, and and, and that's that, um, that that uh, that knowing that I can make this work came at a steep expense. You know, I mean, it came at the expense of my health it came at the expense of like just being angry and frustrated and at giving up time with my family and like lashing out sometimes. Right. And, and just not, like, there were so many sacrifices that I had to make in order to get to this point in my, in my life. <clears throat> and I don't, number one, I don't think it has to be that way. Um, I think sometimes, Maybe you don't have to, maybe it's, I guess what I'm saying is someone doesn't have to prove as big of a point as I was trying to prove to myself. Maybe that's where I went wrong, right? Is I had to make this big point 
and I almost killed myself doing it. So um, there's tremendous value in being in the place where I'm at, but it takes sacrifice and it, and it takes a commitment to, or uh, to a desire to creating something within ourselves. Otherwise, when the rubber meets the road, we're just going to bail. Absolutely. So what is your burning desire? What is that thing that, that drives you in? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my purpose, is, as I've defined it, is to inspire people to become the most successful version of themselves. And what I mean by most successful version is not make as much money as possible. I mean, I guess that could be it, but I have a doubt that that's really what the most successful version of most people looks like. It's whatever that actually means to somebody to, to inspire them to become so successful within themselves that they have no other option, but to go out and teach other people how to do the same thing. So simplified, I want to inspire people to become awesome in their own life so that they go out and inspire other people to become awesome in their life. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's uh, it's, this money is a funny thing when you don't have it, it seems to be the driver and, and, yeah. and you feel like, Oh, I got to get more. I got to get more. And once you figure out what money really does, it's no longer the, the issue. Right. And then, and then it just comes naturally. <laughs> it's well, just right. a part of the, it's just a part of the, the flow in, in your giving out to the universe. And it's part of what the universe gives back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and it's, it's a thing, right? I mean, it's, it has value. Um, oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's necessary. There's no doubt, right? You got to feed your family and the grocery store is not going to take your book in exchange for groceries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it's really good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely a thing. But, but I think the mindset around it, when you don't have it, your mindset is, is such that it doesn't come. Right. <laughs> and then when you realize that it's not about the money, then all of a sudden your mindset's changed and, and it comes. <laughs> it's, right. it's, uh, it's, it's just a crazy dichotomy, I guess, or paradox. Maybe that's the better yeah. word. Well, <laughs> so. I think it's one of the hardest things to get our head around. Is, Absolutely. It's like, okay, so I, I need this thing called money. It's kind of fun to have this thing called money, but yet, we can't get our identity wrapped up into it. You know what I mean? Just like, I don't, I don't get my identity wrapped up into a hammer, but it's a useful tool when I need it. So I have a hammer. <laughs> I try not to get my identity wrapped up in money, but it's a useful tool if I want to buy something. Right. So it's how do we keep that delineation? Um, and I, it's so hard in this country. It's so hard there's so much value placed on stuff that we have to, we have to learn how to fight through that and develop a healthy relationship with it. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, that you're mentoring, you're in a position now where you're mentoring and teaching. What is, what is the value of mentors been to you? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, pivotal, you know, uh, up until, I remember when I was maybe 10, I'm guessing, uh, my parents had been divorced for a few years. You know, I was constantly getting in fights. 
I was just an angry little kid. And uh, my mom decided that I need needed therapy and she would take me to the therapist. And, and I remember this guy, like, just think the quintessential quilted sweater vest, whatever, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I was just like, I'm not telling you a dang thing. And I just zipped my lip and went like three sessions and said nothing. And finally she just you know, I've canceled it. Never went to another therapist again. Right. Until I was like 35. And I realized that like I needed help. And all of a sudden I started reaching out to some coaches. I started reading books and it was just one person after another that I just kept going to and like looking for new ways to grow and, and develop as a, as a person and as a, as a businessman and, you know, all of these things. And uh, every single one of them brought something new and different to the table that moved me forward in my journey. So, you know, sure, I could continue to be the lone wolf and try and figure this stuff out on my own. And maybe when I'm on my deathbed, I've got half of what I already have now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Other people have learned things that we could utilize if we just shut up for a second and listen. And so um, the value of, of mentors is... Well, it's invaluable, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, one of my mentors shared the idea that, and she said her coach told her, you can't read the label inside the bottle. <laughs> yeah. so if you're inside the bottle, you'll never be able to read the label. And your coach can walk right up and say, oh, it says this. <laughs> right. Because they're looking at it from a different perspective. And I, I suppose it's, you know, the illustration you and I would be familiar with is, is, you know, you can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah. And and the coach just brings that much value to, to, you know, perspective, um, an unemotional, you know, they're not emotionally attached to your outcome or to your, to your journey, but, but they can, they can certainly ask you the questions to, to make you recognize Oh, <laughs> right. that's why this isn't working. I'm pounding my head against the wall. That's why I keep doing this over and over and over. Yeah. Well, How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that label uh, analogy. That's, that, that's good. You know, and I always equate it to like, have you ever had a friend? You're having a conversation with them and they're telling you about a problem and you're just like, you know, if they would just this and this and this, like they would have it all figured out. I don't know why they can't understand that. You know what I mean? And it's like so simple. And the fact of the matter is they're going home looking at you going, you know, if you would just da, 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 da. And they're probably right. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like a couple of Facebook posts. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to help my friend change by posting this meme about him. <laughs> right. But yeah. at the, you know, the point is like we can, we can see it's so much easier to see what other people's problems are. So maybe when some other people are pointing out our problems, maybe there's a just a little bit of truth to some of those things, you know? <laughs> well, and I think, I think that's something that happens in the entrepreneurial journey too, is, is not that we're more, more willing to be criticized, but we're more willing to, to question, right? Like it's a science, it's almost a scientific journey, right? I'm going to try this. It, oh, okay, that didn't work. Well, I'm going to try this, right? Yeah. With the experience I learned from that. Um, and I think that willingness to experiment, that willingness to evaluate our own actions um, and does make us more open to, to criticism and to suggestion and to ideas. Um, I, I, I think 
people that are closed off to ideas, closed off to criticism, um, certainly don't get too far <laughs> on the growth right. journey. Right? Um, I think ego and pride can definitely be hindrances to, to the journey that, at least the journey that you and I are on as entrepreneurs, for sure. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, if you're doing the same thing uh, over and over and over again, there's, there's no growth. And so if you're 100% satisfied with where you're at right now, great, keep doing the same thing, you know, but if you're kind of like, man, I wish I could have this or have that. Well, then it means you need to figure out what's going on within yourself. And I love your analogy about the, I, I, so a lot of what I teach about is about playing with life, playing with new ideas, new concepts, you know, um, what would it be, you know, if, if I'm the kind of person that maybe isn't very social, go out and just start talking to random people. It's going to be like excruciating, right? At first, but just play with it and see what happens, you know? Um, and so my whole thing is I say my, my whole program that, that I build everything off of, I say that it's just like the scientific method for life. And that's exactly what I say is it's just, all right, I'm going to go talk with some random people. And like, that was scary. That worked well. This didn't work. That worked. All right, cool. Now I'm going to try it this way. Oh, that worked even better. Oh, okay, cool. Now I'm going to try it this way. Oh, and look, I discovered all these things about myself, right? As we play, I mean, that's how kids learn. That is how everything that we know, for the most part, has been built into our brain from the time we're little kids is through play. We can still play and experiment um, with new concepts and scare ourselves and, uh, and grow that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I heard about a guy that, uh, his issue was what other people thought about him. And so he just started doing stuff to, to challenge that assumption. And like he'd get off the bus and lay down on the sidewalk in downtown, <laughs> lay down on the sidewalk and, and, you know, of course, people react and are all freaked out about it, but he was getting over the idea that their reactions mattered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, all right. It, yeah. Experimenting and playing, like do something so crazy that that it proves to you that, hey, nobody kicked me. Nobody, you know, nobody laughed or even if they did laugh, it didn't matter. Right. right. Like because <laughs> he's still he knows, alive. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's just playing. He's just yeah. playing. Who cares if somebody laughs? Like they're supposed to laugh. Like you're acting like an idiot on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, and you didn't die in the process. So guess what? Right. You can do it again tomorrow. <laughs> right. Exactly. I might I might do that just for fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like the idea. Yeah. So let's let's talk about contribution. What is what has been the value of contribution for you in in just your transition, obviously, in real estate, you built a really successful business. Um, and what did that allow you to do in con with contribution and, and giving back? Okay. So you, you mostly mean like how am I – what opportunity has that allowed me to give back? Yeah. Well, and, and then what has that done for your growth? Yeah. So uh, I think the number one thing is is being able to build a team, you know, um, it was so hard to build a real estate business and like try and put all the pieces together. And I had, I had great mentors in real estate. I just had to go and like find them and they'd kind of give me a piece and someone else would give me a piece and someone else would give me a piece. And then I put it together. And so it was really difficult to make it all come together. 
And now I have this amazing opportunity to, you know, connect with these people who are motivated to go build something. And it's like, Hey, I've got all these tools in one spot that you can leverage and go, go build this on your own. And, um, man, they're making such progress so quickly. And it's just amazing to watch. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, and, and not to mention, I mean, being able to build a successful business, like one of the cool things about making money and like with the speaking stuff, one of my goals is to make a lot of money. But the reason why I want to make a lot of money is because the more money I make, the more that I can contribute in lots of different ways. I have an idea to build a ranch. I have uh, lots of charities that I want to be able to donate to and give back to. I want, to, you know, I just have all these big ideas that take resources. And so um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to build something or to uh, generate income or anything like that, because ultimately it allows us to contribute more. And that's, that's one thing that I've, I've learned too, that took a long time. I had a hang up with money that I can't make money. It's wrong to make money. And then I was like, wait a minute, like I made good money this year and I donated a ton of money to charity. Like, that's cool. That's cool. I should keep doing that. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the idea that, you know, I guess the idea is, well, even if you're given of a little bit, it's valuable, but you know, if you're only making a thousand dollars a month, you can only give, you know, a hundred and you can't feed too many people with a hundred. But, but if you're, you know, you're generating revenue in, in your group or through your team and, and actually, you know, then you can make contributions that make a huge difference. They can Absolutely. feed a hundred people. They can build a ranch. They can mm -hmm. do some of these things that absolutely require resources. You know, charities, mm -hmm. you know, those organizations don't, don't run for nothing. Like right. <laughs> it takes, it takes huge resources to uh, be able to get those going. Absolutely. Um, my, one of my podcast guests, um, and, and I recommend you go watch it later on if uh, if you get a chance was uh, a philanthropist who worked with Richard DeVos and and Arthur Taylor Richard DeVos started Amway and owned owned the Orlando Magic his son owns it now but um, certainly a billionaire and and he shares some of the the wisdom of working with billionaires in that podcast so go watch Ben Starling's um, episode it's uh it's yeah. definitely worth watching and definitely has a different perspective on money. He regularly helps organizations raise $30 million. That's the current project he's working on. And so That's cool. working with universities and, and organizations like the Amway family that to, to give away their money right. um, is, is a whole, a whole nother level than most of us are used to. Um, so money does really good things when it's allowed to. Right. Absolutely. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. So, so, if you were to sit down, obviously you have with your team, you have, you know, been able to help those guys make super fast progress and save them um, the learning curve that you experienced. <laughs> if you were to sit down with somebody that was jumping into the entrepreneurial ring and, and going to start, start their own gig, you know, what, what would be the, the, the two big pieces of advice from, from Dan Gomer to get, to be successful? <laughs> Um, in real estate specifically, 
not necessarily just in <laughs> just jumping just jumping from that miserable job yeah someone who's who's in the middle of a transition yeah yeah um i think the biggest piece of advice i would have is define your why you know why are you making that transition right because i didn't have a clear why when i transitioned out of teaching into real estate um other than I just want to make money and I just stopped there. Right. Or, or I didn't want to have a boss and I just stopped there. Right. I didn't go deeper. Well, you and, had a little bit, a little bit of an angry why, <laughs> like I'm going yeah, to prove, prove to these suckers that I can like, do it. Chip on the shoulder. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that would be the biggest thing is understand why you want to create what you want to create, because then every time you run into a brick wall, it's like, okay, this is tough, but I'm going to break through this because I want to create this because like, you know what you're doing. That's how we get down to our passion is by asking why, 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 why. That would be my number one piece of advice. Um, my other piece of advice that I always try to follow and always stumble and fall off the wagon and fall back on constantly is enjoy the journey. If, if, if you're not enjoying the transition and the challenges that you're facing, then maybe you're not doing the right thing, or maybe there's a tweak that you could make, right? Like this transition that I'm making right now is really hard, but every time I get down and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this thing work? How am I going to make it come together? I just remind myself, hey, this is part of the journey that you're going to look back on and be like, man, I remember when, and, uh, and I try and find joy in the puzzle that is this transition. And um, that can be really hard to do, but I'm telling you from experience, wasting seven years of my life making a transition from teaching to real estate, you know, the first seven, eight years of it was just, it was just a miserable slog through, I just closed my eyes, put my head down, pound through it, and it's like, I'm glad that I got where I am, but at the same time, man, I could have been so much more effective. I could have enjoyed that much more. I could be a lot further along had I had a different mindset as I was trudging through all that. So define your why and uh, find a way to enjoy the journey, the transition. Yeah, I think uh, there's this misnomer that success is a place or a destination. Mm -hmm. and, and it's really not. There is no destination. There really is only a journey. Right. <laughs> and and so get on the journey that you want to be on. And and yeah, I think Fran Tarkenden said, you know, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. So, yeah, <laughs> so you got to find something that you just enjoy doing because it, life really is about the doing. Mm -hmm. It's about the journey that, that you're on. And the more you enjoy that journey, the more it'll bring back to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great. Dan, I sure appreciate you jumping on the the show today. And, and I hope that uh, you enjoyed being able to share and, and definitely look forward to seeing you on stage and, and seeing you building up your big speaking audience so that uh, you can be the next Tony Robbins and, <laughs> and uh, you know, look forward to hearing about your ice baths and your, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All, the, all the routine that, that everybody else is going to, I'm going to copy Dan's routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's down the line. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me as well. You know me, I always, 
I always love finding an opportunity to run my mouth. So I appreciate you having me on. Well, I'm impressed that we made it through, you know, 35 minutes and you didn't cuss. So that's, that's a good. <laughs> I did say the word crap once. Okay. I hope well, that's okay. <laughs> apparently it's going to fly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if someone complains, we'll go back and bleep it out. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Thank you.